Welcome to this week's episode of This Guy Are Sick. I'm your host, Sam Valentine, and today I want to talk about 2K Games announcing that NBA 2K21 is going to be priced at roughly $70, rather than the regular $60 price. And, you know, what this means for the gaming industry in general, moving into the next generation at the end of 2020. Because, you know, the first six months of this year have not been a complete fuck, clusterfuck. So why not fuck it up for the rest of us for the rest of the year with, with a nice little price increase? But before I get into the gruesome details about that, I want to give a big shout out to John McMahon, who has been a big supporter of this show. He's appeared on this show. He's currently embarking on his own content creation and has put out a, a few really fucking good videos so far. Uh, you can find him at This Is Loss on YouTube and Facebook. Videos are funny. I've enjoyed every single one he's done. So please give the guy a like, a follow, a subscribe, and just, just help him grow his audience because, you know, I think he deserves it. I think the effort he's put in and the skills he's learnt to be able to do what he's doing are, are, are you know, something that m most people don't have the balls to even attempt. So I applaud him for for coming out and of the closet, obviously, and for also coming out with some content. I also say, if you like what I do here, be that as the you know the sheer amount of memes I make, the weekly episodes, and everything else, then please think about supporting the This Guy Sick Patreon. I haven't gone overboard with the tiers. I haven't got like twenty different levels. Pay me a hundred a month, and I'll give you a fucking blowjob. There's none of that going on. I literally have two available. $1 because you want to support and $2 because you want to be part of the Discord and the community and ask questions and get to know what we're up to and what's coming down the road. You can find this at patreon.com forward slash this guy sick. We also have a Ko-Fi, which is one for just one-off donations. If you want to buy me a beer, which a lot of people have said, hey, uh, I'd love to buy you a beer sometime. Well, this is the way to do it, right? And that is ko-fi.com forward slash this guy sick. And remember, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore this guy sick and on Facebook by typing in this guy sick, where you can catch all the memes and the updates, as well as interact with the almost 8K community members that follow the page and comment on most of the memes and news that I post there. Now that I've finished selling my soul, I'm going to jump right into the subject at hand. With the next gen PS5 and X series on the horizon, and with girlfriends of gamers everywhere saving up the money they earn on OnlyFans to buy their man a new console, gamers are beginning to feel the hype that normally comes with a great lull of disappointment when they realise that launch titles are actually pretty trash. And I'm looking at you, rise son of fucking Rome, you bullshit game. However, this time around, the launch titles are looking pretty decent. We've got Grand Theft Auto 5 and Skyrim, which I'm sure everyone is looking forward to playing for the very first time because we've never played those before. They haven't been ported to everything, including your fucking smart fridge. But in all seriousness, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Sp Spider-Man, Miles Morales and Yakuza Like a Dragon have me personally pretty pumped. They're, they're three games, and I think Yakuza is an Xbox exclusive. I'm not sure it's been announced on the PlayStation or not yet. Um, they got me pumped. I, I, those three go, ah, oh, maybe buying one of these is actually fucking worth it right off the bat. What doesn't have me pumped is that while announcing the new games and what's coming out, 
2K Games slipped out this little tidbit of information listing its latest copy and paste game, NBA 2K21, at the new price of $69.99, which is a full $10 more than the traditional asking price of $59.99. Now, while in the UK, our game prices fluctuate, this has been a big sticking point in the United States because they have always kind of stayed at the same price for 20 odd years now. Um, the weird thing is, around the rest of the world, game prices have gone up and down depending on the market. There's never been a static price, which shows that there is obviously room for improvement and room for things to move around and things for to, to get lower and and bigger and this has been going on you know i can speak for the uk you could buy games for 40 quid you know that's 40 pounds for those who don't know my colloquial london language um they are 40 pounds and that's roughly the price you pay but then sometimes a game will come out and it will be 50 pounds um sometimes a game will come out and it'll be 30 pounds or 35 pounds and it just de it depends on the publisher it depends on the developer it depends on the type of game it is but the price fluctuates whereas in America, there is more of a standardized for big games price. And I'm sure it does fluctuate a little bit. But from what I can tell, mostly it's this is the price of games. We're used to paying $59.99 for games. The problem is, with this news, gaming bootlickers everywhere jump to defend this random fucking price increase by screeching, you're too poor to play games. Or, you know, you know, the other bullshit like, well, they haven't put price of games up for 20 years. You know, both of these statements are utter bullshit when you actually look into what comes behind that and what comes into that. The first about being poor. Well, listen, when you work in business or in stocks or stock or in trading or Wall Street or wherever the fuck you work, the one golden rule that resonates across the industry, if you want to get rich, not poor, uh, poor, if you want to get rich, is buy low and sell at a profit. The richest people in the world did not make their money by paying for things at this standard $70 asking price. No, 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 no. Those millionaires and billionaires haggle. They want things lower. They want to make a profit on it. They want the best value for them. And so... By calling people poor for not wanting to pay for an overly inflated price, and I'll, I'll get to that, you are negating genuinely good business and consumer sense to appear like a rich douchebag on the internet. Your entire superiority complex that you are throwing out there to try and make yourself sound rich, I mean, like, do people even care what money you've got in the bank? You talk like a tosser on the internet. You're walking around acting like a fucking dickhead. Honestly, when you say stuff like that, all you're going to do is make people go, oh, so this guy thinks that it's money that makes people go, I don't want to pay that. No, it's value. And value is good business sense. You absolute fucking melt. As for gaming prices haven't increased for 20 years, this statement is about as true as Jeffrey Epstein's suicide. On the outset, it would appear as if the price has cha hasn't changed at all until you begin to uncover the many ways in which video game publishers have begun to monetize their games in the background. Pre-order bonus content, sometimes multiple versions from different outlets, special and collector's editions, DLC, microtransactions, season passes for content that they haven't even announced yet. In the past, when you spent $60 on a fucking video game, you got a complete finished piece of work. 
You didn't buy a game and go, fuck. You know, if I bought this from Amazon instead of where I got it from, I got extra weapons. Oh, but wait, if I buy it from GameStop, I get extra costumes. I get I get extra skins. No, you would buy a game and it came with everything that was intended in the fucking game. There wasn't different versions. You didn't go, oh, I bought the... Uh, I bought the $300 set Cloud Strife on a motorbike, Final Fantasy VII Soldier First Class Edition, and it comes with all this DLC content. Oh, wait, why doesn't it come with the bangle that you get from GameStop? That you don't have that. You had people buy multiple editions because they're a collector. They want everything the game has to offer. Like, this myth of things got not ever going up in price is bullshit. When you look at all the other crap that video game publishers throw around it, and it's with this reason that many gamers, content cre creators, and journalists have called the $60 price tag a complete and utter myth. Because it is not true when you break down everything else they do. But then, why are so many gamers quick to defend publishers and mirror the statements that, that the publishers and, and developers throw out there? Whether it be uh, Neil Druckmann talking about uh, you know, how he got a Sarkeesian involved in making The Last of Us 2 and you're a bigot if you don't like the game. or it, And, you know, I've played a bit of the game. It's not for me. The gameplay is actually far superior to the first Last of Us. Um, it plays well. The, the best parts in the game are like the zombie shit. Like, that's pretty cool. Or just like murdering people. And the game doesn't want you to enjoy murdering people because it tells you who they are and it tries to make you care a little bit about them. But actually murdering people in a game about murdering people is the best part. It's, it's weird, right? However, the story is kind of trash. It's a letdown. It's not that good. And again, we get the bootlickers who are like, well, if you, you just don't understand the masterpiece that is the, the Last of Us 2 and you don't understand just how much effort and work went into it and you must be transphobic or you must be homophobic no listen i everyone as i've said before everyone knew in the dlc that they were moving ellie towards being gay like we, we knew this in the first last of us they they were pushing the fact that she was gay fans of the game have no issue with ellie being game gay being game maybe she is game for something uh kippers anyway they are not however homophobic for going oh well this game's actually not that good when it comes to the story because that's what games like the last of us claim they are they claim to be art they claim to be storytelling they claim to be you know this is like a movie this is like a novel well if your story's shit you you expect fans to tell you it's shit and don't tell them they don't have the right palette or that they're phobic of something for not enjoying your bullshit but that's the thing Fans don't come up with these arguments on their own. They sit, simply mirror the arguments that the developers and the publishers put out. And the reason the developers and publishers put these fucking statements out like this is because they want you to believe them. They're defending themselves. And the reason they defend themselves is because they want more fucking money. They're not doing... Listen, before I get into this, developers, publishers, the companies themselves, right, as an entity are cunts but there are lots of fucking really cool people slaving away for not a lot of money uh, often right for their games when i was mentioning the last of us 2 it came out that basically there were bonuses uh, attached to the game and that they had um, a, a quarterly bonus set up that was going to include the last of us 2 
However, when the the publisher, and it was probably due to COVID-19, pushed back the date of The Last of Us 2, it bumped it into the next quarter, meaning that these developers, some of whom were leaving the company in the next quarter, their bonus didn't include the work they did on The Last of Us 2. This has been stated by multiple people in the industry that this happens a lot. Actually, they pay you shit because you get a, a big bonus from the game sales that come later down the line. But when, for example, you are contracted to work on just The Last of Us 2, in fact, after you're done with The Last of Us 2, the launch is out, everything's happened, you're going to be packing up, you might work on some patches for a few months, but then you're going to be moving on to something else, you might even be going to another games company. When your bonus is tied to that and they bump it on an extra four months or three months, what that means is that now you either have to work there for another three months, which might not be an option, or you lose your money. Because it's not coming to you when when they told you, when, when you were expecting it. And it's little things like that. It's like you cannot defend these arseholes. As much as there are fucking brilliant, hardworking people in the games industry. And I know a few, I've spoken to a few, um, when I've made statements about games companies not liking their audience base. I'm not talking about the people working in the industry. I'm talking about the arseholes like a Bobby Kotick, you know like a Todd Howard. I'm talking about these tossers at the top, and I'm also just talking about the entity themselves, the, the corporate entity that is those games companies. But they keep pushing these statements out there and then mirrored by fans. Oh, well, you know, the price hasn't gone up for 20 years, but I've just explained to you all the bullshit they do in the games. I've just explained to you that, yeah, because they found another way of monetizing. If, if they didn't figure out microtransactions and DLC, they would have put the price up. The only reason they haven't is because they found another way to cleave money off 10-year-olds playing fucking Fortnite and getting parents into debt because there's no because the parents don't understand the fucking console and don't realise there's a lock for, for microtransactions and stuff happen. In the UK now, microtransactions have to now be regulated as gambling. This is something they came out with like a week or two ago that actually, yeah, this is gambling. Like, this is not someone you should be defending. Someone who wants nine-year-olds to gamble on video games. Someone who sells video games like FIFA, like NBA, that have an age rating of like five and up. Five-year-olds have gambling in their video games. These people are not worth your defense, but yet they do. And I've seen people now with 2K have put their statement out uh, defending that. And, you know, I tell you, I'm just going to quote the statement. 2K suggested retail prices for its games are meant to represent value being offered. While nearly endless replay value and many new additions and improvements only possible on next generation consoles, we believe our updated suggested retail price fairly represents the value of NBA 2K21. What value is that? You have made the same game now for about 10 years with minor updates to it, both graphically and in terms of gameplay. The NBA series, or any 2K game really, that comes out that is sports-orientated, be WWE or whatever, these people want to have season passes. I mean, that's a given. Uh, microtransactions, bonuses, all this other random fucking Kobe Bryant edition. Like, they're already... They're, they're already... With the 2K games fucking raping your pocket, right, of coin with all the random shit they throw in there. Do you remember when you used to buy 
like a, a, a Madden game or a, a FIFA game. And you would have the ability to just transfer people around from team to team, build your own team, design your own shirt, uh, do all this stuff, and you could just do it. Well, now, when you want to do this stuff and you want to play it online, you have to collect the, the people to put in your team, and that costs money. I mean, this is how it works. It's ultimate team, FIFA bullshit. Is You can't just have your game, right, and have the stats. That you have to buy them. You have to spend real money to buy players and upgrades and skill. Like, this is not this is not fair to then suddenly go, we're whacking an extra tenner on the price. Like, people need to think about it. And again, what is 2K21 going to do that 2K20 didn't do? If you're talking to WWE, it went backwards. 2K19 is better than 2K20. The game was so fucking broken. And they still put the game out there. So, 2K have you know a history of not only charging over the top microtransactions but also putting out unfinished work and expecting you the consumer to pay for it and go yeah uh, I'm, I'm really happy with this i'm happy with a broken game i'm happy with paying more you shouldn't be happy with paying more and it's like it's not like these people are you know the fucking bastions of uh you know white pureness like you know like crystalline fucking godlike deity fucking pureness no these people are cunts like they pay people fuck all ubisoft have abuse claims coming out of the fucking wazoo and they're, they're lying oh, i didn't know about it don't lie this shit was being reported to all your hr teams you're fucking lying saying you didn't know about it these are companies that have been, you know, they talk to their fans like shit. They do what the comic book industry has been doing for years. And again, not not digging at The Last of Us 2, but more, you know, Druckmann himself. Let me tell you a quick little story about Marvel Comics in particular. And I think it covers DC as well. A few years ago, maybe 10 years ago now, uh, or more, they started replacing characters in the Marvel Universe. So Thor... Uh, Jane now became the Worthy and became Thor. Uh, and Riri Richards, I can't remember, became Ironheart, who is replacing Iron Man. She was a 15-year-old uh, black girl. You had Iceman come out as gay, despite being in a relationship with Polaris back in the X-Factor days. Um, he did get cucked by uh, Havoc, so maybe it was Havoc he was really into, if they want to play that way. And many other ways where they made the, the Hulk's now an Asian guy. Um they did this stuff. And when fans said, but I just like the Hulk, like, I like Bruce Banner Hulk. I don't need Asian Hulk. Um, well, I kind of like Tony Stark. Why Why? Why, does, why is he gone? And I have to have this. I, I'm not, I don't really want a 15-year-old girl um, hero, right? They were told by comic book writers that they were being bigoted and that they were like, you know, this typical cis, hetero, white man needs to shut up right so as a result of all of this stuff they began attacking their customer base they began blocking them on twitter saying oh well fuck you don't read my comics then if you don't want to see um black teens in my co in in comics then don't fucking read them and the argument always was, it's not that they didn't want to see a black teenage girl in their comics. They just didn't want to see a black teenage girl as Iron Man. They liked Tony Stark. And it has nothing to do with 
it could have been a, a white teenage boy. They like Tony Stark, right? Marvel, in particular, lost the plot with this stuff. And it's weird when you look at how they how they did those characters, but then you look at how beloved Miles Morales is, because Miles was not replacing Peter Parker. Miles was in the Ultimate Universe when he had contracted very similar uh, abilities to Peter Parker, slightly different, but spider abilities, and Peter Parker dies. Peter Parker dies, and Miles now has to become Spider-Man because the, the city needs Spider-Man, and he's a young boy who has to take that place. In the normal universe, the 616, whatever it's called, Spider-Man still exists. They even do crossovers with Miles and Peter. People took to Miles. No one went, oh my God, they've made, they've made Spider-Man a half-black, half-Mexican kid. What the fuck? Like, this didn't happen. Nobody was angry about Miles Morales. And I'm sure when I say nobody, listen, there were probably some idiots out there who were just like, I don't like the fact that Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man is a black boy. I, I don't, I don't, those people are idiots and they don't need to buy a fucking comic, right? However, fans sitting there going, but I just like Thor as he is, the Odinson, that's who I like, is not a bigot. It's not an arsehole. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of the time fans would say things to them like, well, if you want to introduce Ironheart, why don't you just introduce Ironheart? It doesn't need to replace what I enjoy. It can just be with what I enjoy. Ironheart could be uh, with Tony Stark. He could actually be grooming her. Not in that way. He's not Jeffrey Epstein, as I mentioned earlier. He's not, he's not, he's not one of the princes of the UK, because I'm sure they're all, they're all a bit cleft, right, when it comes to the, you know, their proclivities. Or if we're going to introduce Amadeus Cho as Hulk, why don't we have this happen in a way where there can now be two Hulks or whatever? You know, they just what they do is they just want to replace things with what they can virtual signal with and how they can show how much of an ally they are or how they can show how much of, um, you know, a, a friend of the of of the LGBTQ plus community they are. Uh, well, no, we need to have Snowflake, the gender uh, void, gender queer character. No, you, you, you don't, right? Because you've got Mystique. And Mystique has no fucking defined gender. While Mystique prefers to be female in appearance, Mystique does live many, many days, weeks, months as a man and can move and change her shape even has you know as part of her missions and stuff will get into relationships with people as a man or as a woman depending on what she needs to do you have mystique in fact if you want to really explore gender fluidity don't give me a, a black girl in a spaceship with pink hair or blue hair whatever the fuck it had give me mystique do it, with Mystic, do it with Loki, because even back in the traditional Nordic stories of Loki, Loki would change, uh, became a female horse to lure, you know, lure away a male horse and actually had to fuck the horse to keep it away so that it wouldn't go and help the uh, ice goblin or whatever it was build the wall. You know, this is this is stuff that they have in their repertoire already. And yet they don't explore that instead they go right let's just turn Iceman into gay um and who else can we turn gay do you know what how about we just make Sabretooth a bear and he's just going to start wearing lots of leather and dating dudes like 
why not just give me a new character who's gay and make them important and, and actually show me their growth from the start, not suddenly Iceman's gay, you know? It's, it's a weird way of doing it. And when fans express that, they're being told not to read the comics. So guess what they did? They stopped fucking reading them, and now comic sales are down. In fact, the only comic sales are up are digital comic sales of old comics, of the stories that people want to see, of the stories that people want to read. From back in the day, they're buying 80s, 90s, 70s comics, even the early 2000s comics. They're not buying the new stuff. The, the, the sales are way down, unless it's independent comics. But then independent comics, like The Walking Dead, for example, it started as an independent comic, a brand new story with evolving characters that go from a point A to 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 point B and move along, uh, you know, a defined timeline. Uh, things like Sex Criminals has lots of uh, brilliant little bits in it and little moments that you can you can do in a comic like that because it's new, it's fresh, it's different. Just turning around and saying Psylocke's now a lesbian and she shaved her head and she's going on a a, a march uh, against Trump. Like, who wants to read that? Like, who wants to read that as a comic book? They don't, right? You know, Aquaman has become Aquaman, and he's decided that he's now female, and this is the way we're going. Or you could just give me a fucking good, powerful, decent fucking trans character that I'm going to enjoy and like and go, fuck, this is good, you know? It, it's such a weird way in which they do things, Um and I don't know why they do it that way outside of they want a virtue signal. But it has an impact on their profits. Game companies are getting very similar to that with telling their fans to shut up and we're not listening to you. Um, and it will affect their profits. So that little story there, that little five minutes of me talking about the, how, how it's impacted the comic book industry, people thought that comics, people would still buy comics. In fact, surely with the movies coming up, people are going to buy more comics. It hasn't happened because the comics are not good. The content is not good. They're alienating to the average reader. And they're alienating to the average reader in trying to be inclusive to people that aren't reading their fucking comics. I mean, that's the other thing. The people that are complaining about a lot of characters not having this and the other are such a small part of their, their actual sales that the reality is then you're not going to make any money off of that. And listen, again, being inclusive in video games, in movies, is great. In comics, it's great. But it doesn't need to be at the expense of what people already like. It can be in addition to not at the expense of. So this is where we're at, right? We're at we're at a point with um, this price increase and with the way games are made now that you have like a small militant fan base or, or portion of the fan base that are willing to defend everything a company does um, because it fits a narrative, including putting their prices up. As mentioned, this myth of being able to uh, sell them a bit more because they've never done it before, you know, it's blown apart when you look at everything they fucking do. I mean, these people are not your friends and they don't care about you. They just want your money. And if you're going to tell me, if you're going to, the statement I read out from 2K, how much more can they do to a basketball game to make it worth an extra $10. i tell you what would make it worth an extra $10. Taking all the microtransactions out. And not selling me all this other extra bullshit that I don't need. 
that's what will make it worth an extra seventy dollars. You know what? We're keeping in the we're keeping in the um, randomization mechanic of what you can get to upgrade your game, but it's free. It's free. It's just part of the game. It's 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 like a uh, a little a little. I'll tell you what game does it. Um, Shenmue. When you go to a little machine with all the little balls in and figures and you pull it, you put money in it and you pull it. Well, the money is money you get in the game, you earn in the game and can get a job and do this stuff. You don't spend your real cash. You spend the money you earn in the game. That, brilliant. Do that. Do that with it. If you want to if you want to put a little gambling bit in there and you don't want to market it at kids to get them addicted to gambling and buying your shit and you want to take the money out, I'll tell you what. Charge me $70, charge me 60 quid, charge me 55 quid, whatever the fuck it is, if you're going to remove all that bullshit, and then I'll have no issue with it. But you're not going to do that, are you? You're a lying sack of shit, and you know, you know, publishers, developers, they know they're not going to do that. And they know they're working fucking tirelessly on other ways to monetize. They're looking at things going, right, well, we did this, right? We put this little bit of monetization here. What if we tweak this bit, and then we can monetize that too? We know they do this. And these are games you pay for. We're not talking about games like Fortnite that are free. And then you can go and buy skins and whatever. We're talking about games that you pay for. Games that you pay for. And then have to pay more to fully experience the full game. How is this on? How is anyone defending this? How is anyone happy with this? Why are you on your hands and knees, whipping the fucking trousers down, getting ready to suck on that big old fucking schlong and happy with this? How are you happy to just go, you know what? Yeah, you can fuck me and I'm going to pay for it. And you can fuck me again and again and again. And next year, when this game's now obsolete, because they do that too, I'm going to start from scratch and do it all over again. There is nothing in an NBA game that is not in the game last year. There is nothing in it that is going to make me go, that is going to be a must-buy, and I'm willing to pay the more money for it. You don't have to ask yourself, why is the price going up? Well, first of all, 2K are the only one to announce this price increase. Um, a lot of games companies are saying they don't know what the price of their games is going to be. Well, you do know. You, you, you must know. Nobody releases a game without knowing what their price is going to be. You just haven't told anyone yet. You want to see what happens and how much backlash there is or how many bootlickers come out in support of it. Going, no, it really hasn't gone up. It's okay. If they would have just put the price up 20 years ago, we wouldn't have had microtransactions. Don't lie. Because, listen, back in the 90s, Street Fighter used to release 20 versions of the same fucking game with different things. Oh, this one's got turbo mode. This one's got extra combos. This one's got extra characters. Oh, you've got Street Fighter 2. Oh, I've got Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Oh, you've got Street Fighter 2 Turbo. You need Super Street Fighter 2. Oh, you've got Super Street Fighter. I've got Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Like, these fuckers would do, do that back then and charge you for a full game. This isn't new. This isn't something they fucking just started doing. I mean, the Pokemon released two. Since the 90s, two versions of every game with different fucking Pokemon in it. And you know they do this. You know they do this. You, you you seem to have no issue with them doing this. You seem to just sit back and say, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I'm just going to pay the $70. What we need to do is say, fuck you. We're not paying $70. All you lying cunts out there sitting there saying, oh, we don't know what our prices are. You do know what your prices are. It's going to be $70. I know you're a lying cunt and I'm not paying it. That's what we need to be doing. Not defending them. 
every single person who's defending them is literally asking to get bent over and shafted in a way that is not nice. In a way that you are not happy with. By something like a pineapple. Like, a, like, like Hitler and Little Nicky. You're getting pineappled, right? No one wants to be pineappled. I don't want to be pineappled. If something's going to go up there, it needs to be smooth and nice. It needs to feel good. Not pineapple. I do not want something shaped like Raditz's head from Dragon Ball going up there. So it's not, it's not what I'm into. It's not what I want. And no one else wants that. So stop defending these, these people. You Don't be cucks for video game companies, for fuck's sake. Do not let them do this to you. So... I think I've come to the end, right? I think I think I'm done talking about these idiots and talking about what it is. And you know, it made me so cross when I'm sitting there and you know, I'm sitting there now, I'm having a beer, I'm chilled out, I'm talking, I might sound feisty because thinking about this does make me a little bit feisty. But I'm watching comments. I made a meme about bootlickers um just accepting it. And people actually came out to defend it. This is such a bad take. You just don't understand the game industry. Oh my God, you must be poor. Get a job if you're so poor. Listen, I've got a fucking job. Like, you know, I want to actually move away from my... I want to do this. I want to sit here and talk uh, daily if I can. I want to get videos. I want to get YouTube content. I want to do that. That's what I want to do. But I've got a job because, you know, to monetize that, you've got to build yourself up. And I'm building myself up as well as having a job. So coming out here with this get a job bullshit, no, I just don't want to pay that. I'm not, I don't want to pay more for the same shit you've always given me. You are not giving me anything new. It's like in the UK when the train fare goes up. No one's happy about it, but no one fucking does anything about it. No one goes, fuck it, let's all take the bus. Train fare goes up and service goes down every year. It gets worse. More delays, less drivers, less going on, less fucking seats, less trains. But yet the price goes up every year. All these little things. People just accept. You've got to stop accepting it. But gamers, in particular, because we're so community-driven, it's not hard for us to say, you know what, we're going to boycott 2K21. En masse, we're not going to buy it. But there's going to be people going, but they've made a Kobe edition, and it comes with a little plaque, and it comes with an RIP thing, and I loved him. Don't buy it. You still, You can still love him. You can still love Kobe Bryant, and you don't need to buy that edition. To show that you still love him and are sad that he died. Go and buy something else. Go and, go and buy something that his family are doing. Like, you know, you don't have to fucking, you don't have to buy that if you want to support him or whatever. Don't be fooled into it. Because the guy died doesn't mean that you're not supporting him by not buying that version of the game. Don't buy it. Don't buy the game. Carry on playing the one you've got. You've already spent about fucking two grand on microtransactions on 2K20. But you're going to spend another two grand on the next set. Carry on playing this one. Your team's brilliant on this one. On this set, your team is really good on your online mode. You don't need to get the new game. Just say no to it. Just got to say no to it. You got to start telling the industry that actually this doesn't fly with us and we're not happy with it. Because if you don't, they're just going to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And no matter how much of a bootlicker you are, you can't be happy with them keep doing it. Everyone who sits there and goes, well, you're just poor and that's why you don't like it, probably has an issue with a video game and they've gone, I can't believe how many micros are in this. Well, this is why. So stop being an arsehole trying to be edgy online, talking about how fucking rich you are, when I know you flip burgers for a living. Stop doing that and start, you know, just shutting the fuck up about that 
and telling the game companies, you know what, I'm not going to buy them if they're going to be this price. Actually, I'm just going to wait. Because guess what? PC games aren't that price, and they look a damn sight better than fucking console games. So why is that? Like, again, you've got to keep asking this fucking question. Why is it that we used to have cartridges... Then we had discs in cases with manuals. Then we had discs in cases with no manuals because they had manuals online. Now we have fucking digital downloads and they all still cost the same fucking price. And if we're in the UK, the digital downloads cost more than going to the fucking shop. The convenience of downloading at home costs you more. There is zero fucking effort involved in you downloading it. It does not cost the game company more for you to download it. If you want to buy a games console and they want to do like the Stadia and make everything online and downloadable, um, and apparently there is going to be an option for the PS4 where you just download games and you can't buy discs, which is not the one I'm getting. I'll pay them more to be able to still get discs because where I live, there's no VAT. Um, and it takes off 20% of every game I buy, but it doesn't work online. If you buy a game over over uh, the, the PSN store, it will not take off my 20%, which is which is lawfully mine to take off. It just doesn't do it because it doesn't recognize the region I live in as anything other than the UK when it's not the UK. It's not in the UK, but that's just where it, where it registers it, right? If I buy on Amazon, they will take the 20% off the game I purchase. And therefore, rather than downloading games, I'm going to buy games at a price which is legal for me to buy them at. So we got to start asking these questions more of games companies. we got to start asking these questions and say, why is it that we are allowing ourselves to be treated this way and not questioning it? And saying it's a bad take when someone does question it. Because it, that's not the way we need to be. Anyway, I'm Sam Valentine. Thank you for listening to this little mini episode. I've got the boys back round this weekend. So we're going to have all four of us. We're going to be all, all, all lagered up. We're going to be drinking. So they're back this weekend. Um, we are going to announce the subject in the next couple of days. So we're going to ask for some questions from the community and see how they go. Again, if you want to be part of that community, you want to be involved in the chats. We've got, we got a Facebook uh, chat group. Uh, we got the Discord. Then head over to um, our Patreon, sign up and, and, and say, hey, I want to be involved and I'll get you involved. Anyway, thanks for listening. Have a great week, guys. Uh, where I am, the weather is looking fantastic, so I need to get out of the studio. I need to stop drinking. I need to get out of the studio. I need to go for a swim. I had a swim yesterday. I had a big, a big swim yesterday. And you know what? My, it was so cold that I, I'm pretty sure I transitioned from male to female. That's how fucking cold it was. My cock and balls was basically non-existent. It, it was weird as fuck. I got out there. It was hurting as well. I was like, fuck me. My giblets have gone. Anyway, you don't need to know about my, my, my peen. Um, have a good week, guys. Come back for the next episode. Take care.